The rioters who breached the U.S. Capitol last week started their day at a rally. There, President Trump repeated the thoroughly debunked claim that the election was stolen from him. We won this election, and we won it by a landslide. This was not a close election. And he called on his supporters to do something about it. And if you don't fight like hell, you're not going to have a country anymore. Now, lawmakers have quoted Trump's own words in an article of impeachment, charging the president with incitement of insurrection. The House plans to vote on that article as soon as tomorrow, a week before Trump leaves office. It would be the first time a president will ever have been impeached twice. The number of times in which we are seeing unprecedented actions is certainly breathtaking. Welcome to The Journal, our show about money, business, and power. I'm Kate Leinbaugh. It's Tuesday, January 12th. Coming up on the show, the push to impeach President Trump a second time. This episode is brought to you by Vonage. With Vonage Video API, your developers can easily create custom video experiences tailored to your business. Enhance every conversation with live video, whether it's delivering faster tech support, improving customer service, or enabling interactive meetings and events. Unlock the true video potential of your business. Discover how at Vonage.com. Congressional reporter Siobhan Hughes has been here before. She covered President Trump's first impeachment. And she says both of these efforts have something in common. One thing that strikes me is that both impeachments arise from the 2020 election. The 2019 impeachment effort was about soliciting Ukraine to discredit Joe Biden ahead of 2020. And this is about the aftermath of the 2020 election, the effort by President Trump and Republicans to say Joe Biden is not the legitimate winner and that the election was stolen. That said, there are a lot of differences. Democrats are more unified around the need for this impeachment. This is a much faster impeachment. Previously, it took months and months for Democrats to build up the gumption to even proceed. And after that, there was an inquiry with witnesses and investigations. But impeachment isn't the first choice of House Democrats, right? Tell us what is. Their preference would be, number one, for President Trump to resign. Next, for Mike Pence to invoke the 25th Amendment, convene the cabinet, declare President Trump unable to serve, and for Mr. Pence to assume the presidency. And if that doesn't work, House Democrats want to take it upon themselves to push President Trump out of office through the impeachment process. But either way, they want to get rid of him soon. Why are they starting with the 25th Amendment and not straight for an impeachment vote? Well, 
A couple of reasons. Number one, in their minds, the 25th Amendment would be the quickest and the cleanest. It avoids a trial. Number two, it has the benefit of looking less political because instead of Democrats ousting a Republican president, it would be Republicans within Mr. Trump's own executive branch making the decision for them. And so it's a little bit neater. Is there any indication that Pence would act on this? Absolutely not. People familiar with his thinking have told The Wall Street Journal that he will not act on this. When Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer called him last week to appeal to him to invoke the 25th Amendment, Mike Pence kept up waiting on the phone for 20 minutes and refused to answer. So there is absolutely no indication he would be interested in doing so. And there's a reason for that. Number one, he would have to get half of the 15-member cabinet to go along with him. That's a high bar. And even if he did it, Donald Trump could write to Congress and say, no, Mike Pence made the wrong decision. And to sustain Mike Pence's decision to remove the president, it would take a two-thirds vote in both chambers of Congress. So the 25th Amendment route is unlikely to be successful, leaving impeachment. Can you walk us through the article of impeachment? It's straightforward. There is a single article of impeachment. Article 1, incitement of insurrection. That's the allegation. And in that article, the Democrats say that President Trump violated the Constitution and engaged in high crimes and misdemeanors by inciting violence against the government of the United States. And then it goes on to list the particulars. Incitement of insurrection. Is that an actual crime? Well, there's no statute that is specifically labeled incitement of insurrection. It's a federal crime to incite a rebellion or insurrection against the United States government. And it can be punishable by up to 10 years in prison, fines, and furthermore, a ban on holding any federal office in the future. What is the legal threshold to prove it? The difficulty with proving incitement of insurrection is figuring out what activities are protected by the First Amendment. In other words, when do you cross a line from being somebody who's simply enjoying your rights of speech into encouraging acts of violence? And there's an issue here because the Supreme Court has held that in order to convict someone for insurrection, you have to show not only that the words were capable of engendering an insurrection, but that they were likely to do so. And the likelihood is the issue that gets in the way here. The article of impeachment uses Trump's own words as evidence that he cited an insurrection. You spoke with Democratic Representative David Cicilline, who introduced the measure. What did he say about these quotes? You know, I asked him why these and not others. Well, those are just two examples. He said big protests in D.C. on January 6th. Be there. Will be wild. He continued in another tweet. You know, he says details to follow on the January 6th location for the Stop the Steal. I will be there. Historic day. And then he continues to talk about fighting. We need to fight like hell. I'll tell you right now. And what I drew from that is that this impeachment has come together so quickly and so hastily that these two were just picked without a thorough analysis of whether or not they were going to even be the best or most meaningful quotes to include in an article. 
Will House Democrats be seeking to build their case on the events of that day? Or will there be a broader case of how the president has encouraged this kind of behavior over time? It's hard to imagine that Democrats would focus exclusively on President Trump's ellipse speech without showing that he had already been making the ground fertile for violence beforehand. You can even see in some of the article's language the effort to build a broader case and to make it about more than just the date of January 6th. For example, the House Democrats also reference the phone call that the president had with Georgia's Secretary of State in which President Trump was pressuring him to find votes. But there's clearly going to be more than that. Some of the tweets that the president sent out All of this sets the context. There's only a week left in President Trump's time in office. Why have Cicilline and House Democrats decided to move forward with impeachment? There are a few reasons. I mean, you do have to show from the Democrats' perspective that you can't let this sort of behavior stand, that there are repercussions for inciting violence on the Capitol. This was an attack on our democracy, inspired by, incited by this president and his words and the promotion of the big lie. And this was the result. And we have a responsibility to show people all across this country and all across the world that we are going to take whatever action is necessary to defend democracy and hold him accountable. And anyone I think there are a couple of other reasons at play here, though. This sets the process not just of getting the president out of office, but it could also include barring him from holding a federal office again, which means he couldn't run in 2024. Finally, Democrats have said they think the Justice Department should investigate the activities of January 6th, including President Trump's role, and prosecute him if possible. You can listen to Adam Schiff, and he talks about whether the president should be prosecuted. And he says, yes, the Justice Department should definitely investigate and take the facts wherever they lead. Uh, There is no question that in his actions uh, in Georgia, in his actions in inciting the insurrection, that he has exposed himself to criminal liability and criminal penalties. Um, So those are the Democrats' stated reasons. But it's also true that politics cannot be avoided here. This would still be a Republican president who gets impeached twice. That would certainly have political implications down the line, and Democrats know that. So House Democrats seem united behind impeachment. What about House Republicans? House Republican leaders have decided they are not going to lobby their own members to vote against impeachment. No whipping, no arm twisting, no pressure. The message from Republican leaders is this, vote your conscience on impeachment. And there are Republicans in the House, at least some, who are surprisingly upset with the president. So it seems that unlike in 2019, when not a single House Republican voted in favor of either article of impeachment, in this case, Democrats may get Republicans to join them. 
One possible candidate is Adam Kinzinger of Illinois, who has already called for President Trump to be removed. And even though Mr. Kinzinger has not said he would vote for impeachment, in fact, he has said he doesn't think impeachment is a smart move. He has said that when the article comes to the floor, he will vote the right way. And on Tuesday afternoon, Representative John Katko of New York became the first House Republican to publicly announce his support of the impeachment effort. There is still a faction of House Republicans who are loyal to Trump. What is their case against impeachment? There are a couple of issues at play. Number one, the fact that the country does need to be unified from their perspective and that unification cannot be achieved with a divisive impeachment proceeding on the cusp of Joe Biden's presidency. But number two... And a lot of House Republicans have been reluctant to voice this directly, but you see it in statements by people like Josh Hawley or Ted Cruz. The First Amendment issues that are at play here are not insignificant. And there's a sense among Mr. Trump's supporters that he was only speaking his mind and his truth. And that's protected under the First Amendment. That's protected under the First Amendment. This morning, President Trump addressed reporters for the first time in days. He denounced the impeachment efforts, saying they were, quote, causing tremendous anger. And he defended the comments he made before the siege at the Capitol. Uh, It's been analyzed, and people thought that what I said was totally appropriate. Coming up, how the Senate might handle impeachment. Looking to invest? Start your journey by exploring exchange-traded funds with GlobalX ETFs. Exchange-traded funds, or ETFs for short, create baskets of stocks, bonds, and other assets that you can buy in a single trade. GlobalX specializes in ETFs that track emerging trends, like the rise of artificial intelligence, as well as strategies aimed to generate income potential. Visit GlobalXETFs.com to discover how you can get started. This episode is brought to you by Vonage. With Vonage Voice API, you get comprehensive call analytics, virtual assistance, automated speech recognition, and text-to-speech benefits across multiple languages. Developers can add smart voice functionalities into your app, giving your customers an easier way to reach you. And you can start collecting real-time data to drive more meaningful engagement to move your business forward. Learn more at Vonage.com. Democrats say they have enough support to impeach President Trump at the vote scheduled for Wednesday. But from there, the next step is to send that article over to the Senate for a trial. And Democrats have been weighing a couple options for when to do that. Over the weekend, House Democratic Whip Jim Clyburn raised the prospect that Democrats might wait until after President Biden's first 100 days in office to send over the article of impeachment. That would give the president time to get his agenda up and running. But more recently, there has been a bit of a shift. You saw Cicilline say that the trial needed to occur quickly. Adam Schiff say that the trial needed to occur quickly. And then Joe Biden, very interestingly, 
earlier this week said that he had been talking to lawmakers about the possibility the Senate could bifurcate its work. And the fact that he's having that discussion suggests he's entertaining the notion of being willing to go ahead with a trial fairly early on. For the Senate to convict Trump, it needs a two-thirds majority, which means Democrats would need substantial Republican support. What have you been hearing from Republican senators about the possibility of impeachment? So there are two issues at play here. Number one, what do Republican senators think? And number two, how many of them think it? Pat Toomey of Pennsylvania, who is not running again in 2022, has said that President Trump's actions were impeachable. Well, I think the best way for our country, Chuck, is for the president to resign and go away as soon as possible. So he might be in the group who is willing to impeach. Lisa Murkowski has said she thinks that the president needs to resign. So she's in favor of him leaving. People who were there to riot and who were encouraged that very morning by their president. Yes, yes, I think he was responsible. Another Republican who has spoken out against President Trump is Ben Sass. I will definitely consider whatever articles they might move because I believe the president has disregarded his oath of office. And Mitt Romney has said things in a similar vein. So it's clear that there are a number of players who might be willing to convict the president. Did it surprise you to hear Republicans like Senators Toomey and Murkowski coming out against President Trump? So I have to tell you that I was surprised. When President Trump, right before he was elected in 2016, was faced with the Access Hollywood tapes coming out, I felt sure that this would be a permanent break with the president and was surprised to watch the party rally around him. And over the past four years, it has been very, very hard to find some type of line that if the president crosses it would trigger widespread Republican outrage. It's almost like a parlor game for reporters at this point. Is there any line that the president could cross that would trigger outrage? Aha, we found one. And so to me, there was a surprise that Republicans finally said there was something so unconscionable they couldn't tolerate it. And so you might see Republicans joining the Democrats. The question is, do they have the numbers? After Georgia's two new Democratic senators are sworn in, the Senate is going to be split 50-50 between Democrats and Republicans. So Democrats would need 17 Republicans to join them. And that seems like a hard target to meet. What will you be watching for during the impeachment vote planned for tomorrow? Number one, I'm going to be watching the vote tallies to see how many Republicans are willing to break ranks and join Democrats in favor of impeaching the president. I'm going to be watching the report that comes out to see exactly how Democrats are assembling all of the various facts and pieces of the puzzle. After the vote, what will you be watching for in the days following? 
After the vote, I am going to be watching for the reaction of the public. Right now, the country is in a very, very tenuous position because the FBI has warned to expect protests all around the country in all 50 capitals and Washington, D.C. Already where I am, residents are noticing big buses with National Guard troops standing at the ready. And there is a real fear and a real concern about violence around the country. So I am going to be watching for that. In his comments to reporters this morning, President Trump called for, quote, no violence. That's all for today, Tuesday, January 12th. The Journal is a co-production of Gimlet and The Wall Street Journal. If you like the show, follow us on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. We're out every weekday afternoon. Thanks for listening. See you tomorrow.